So you indicated last week, uh, you suggested the song which you had lost your virginity to. I think it was a Beastie Boys yeah, song, was, right? Yeah, uh, Hello, Na- it was, uh, yeah, Hello Nasty, that Hello album. Hello Nasty, yeah. Jesus Christ, like kind of on the nose for a first yeah, time, Yeah, right? it was very much on the nose. When I, I lost my virginity, it was nothing nasty about it. It was very straight for 15? Yeah, 15, 15 or 16, I can't remember. It was in a, it was a, a youth board. I was on a youth board of directors, and it was a retreat. At a, at a water park that we're spending the night at. Water park, okay. <laughs> and I fucked the vice. Uh, I was the vice president. I fucked the president. She was, yeah. So is that power? <laughs> yeah. They say in high school cards, so. uh, every uh, everything in the world is about sex except sex, which is about power. <laughs> Very much, yeah. You just so. want to fuck your way up the ladder, up <laughs> pretty, the corporate youth ladder. It's <laughs> pretty much how it's uh, pretty much how it so works. How about you? So what's your? You, well, said, you said you said you lost it to the Star Single Star Single Banner or. God bless America or <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance. Like, yeah, I know, no, the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay. You know, like any like any real that's, American. That's a little bit weirder than the Beastie Boys. I mean, at least the Beastie Boys got some fun. <laughs> well, it was it was over so fast that all I could squeeze in was the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, no, but so I've never been one for like uh, like music. I find it very distracting. Right. Like okay. I, I get too focused on it and into it. You know. Okay. And there's not. E- I, I even I find like the traditional music that you would play for the doing it, you know, with the you know a, a acoustically played wah guitar and uh, and, 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 and you know a heavy bass slab and it's like, like it just uh, it, like it sounds it sounds almost cliche to me to a point where it's distracting. I've definitely fucked a Prince and Michael uh, Jackson. That, well, that doesn't shock me. And, yeah. and if I had to, I those would be like the direction. But I like Michael Jackson enough that I'd be like, God damn, this is a good song. Like I, I couldn't, <laughs> you know, I couldn't focus. I on helps, it. Well, no, that helps you. It helps the, you. Maintain, you know, you have an issue no, with uh, no, with no. going going a little too fast. You know, you think about that song, you're, you're not too uh, fast. <laughs> there is no too fast, as any woman will tell you. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, what is the weirdest song to which you've made love? Oh, I know I'm putting you on the spot. I've here. I've definitely I've definitely fucked to Ween, and I Ween? okay yeah um, the uh, the cowboy album of theirs. Okay, I'll give you some Ween. Is that what you oh, said? Oh no 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 no. no. <laughs> um, it was so it was in college, and I of we course. were we were very. very 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 high okay um and we put on i i had the 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 12 golden country greats i think is the name of the of the ween album it's like it's a country album yeah um and uh they have a song called piss up a rope and i definitely fucked a a girl in college to piss up a rope by ween and it's not a sexy song that album not sexy at all it's a terrible album you made it happen though <laughs> but i yeah i mean yeah, I, I got you pulled through i got the, i got the business done how about you what was the weirdest thing i would have to ever, s- i would have to say I mean, other than like gospel hymns uh mozart's requiem <laughs> L- literally have plowed to mozart's requiem <laughs> but which but it's it's so you know you play through the lacrimosa and that's all very sad fornicating you know that's like uh it's you know everybody's crying you know and that's like the kind of sex you have at a wake yeah and uh but no the dac ray Movement, which is intense and brassy yeah. and like the sort of hell's choir, you know, kind of sound that you get into it, you know, and that, then you time your thrust sure. to the pulse of the, the hell music, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I've, I've also fucked a, a girl at a wake. So have you? Yeah. Gave her the old candlelight <laughs> vigil. <laughs> yeah. I had a joke that I spent probably 50 minutes working on in a long car, right? The other day, this is way off track. We need to cut this fucking <laughs> thing short. Um, I was trying, and you, by the end of this podcast, we, this is our goal. In the background, as we're talking about the pod and all that shit, we need to have this joke figured out, okay? The joke is something about um, 
the candlelight vigil for the wax factory explosion has been moved to. Okay, we have to figure out how that <laughs> joke actually looks, okay? Okay. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. So the uh, they ran out of hams for like a hot second here at Fitzgerald's. How? And well, I don't know. They poured me like seven eighths of a of a glass of hams, and then uh, bartender waved at me like, "Oh, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, whatever." And then he just came back with like uh, like a third of a glass of hams. They, f- they found the <laughs> additional hams. Yeah, they found the they found the uh, the ham store, and they they added more hams to the ham store. So yeah, excellent. So they just ran out of hams temporarily, but it was. I, w- I didn't even know what was going on. All of a sudden, now I have, like, two glasses of hams that make up, basically, a uh, pint and a third. So I'm reminded of the uh, the scene in uh, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance where he has, like, the two jugs of water with different amounts of water. And he has to, like, get four gallons of jug in, of water into the five-gallon jug mm. using a five-gallon and three-gallon jug. It's like a fucking math thing. Yeah. I look watching you with those two beers. I'm thinking like, how could you pour it back and forth to yeah. ensure? I'm just, I'm not gonna pour it back and forth. I'm just gonna just drink, drink it one probably. and then drink the other one. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to like balance it out like in uh, that the Bruce Willis vehicle Die Hard with a Vengeance, or I should say Samuel L. Jackson vehicle Die Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, that movie almost as good as the first one. It is a fine film. I I, I don't disagree with you. The second Die Hard sucked. <laughs> Every Die Hard after the third one sucked, but that third one that is an A minus. I movie. don't disagree with you on that one. Yes. Oh, by the way, FYI, uh, for so for Patreon uh, yeah. uh, people, um, I am right now, literally at this moment on my Sling TV, recording Demolition Man. Yes. So we can do our Demolition Man. Yes. Uh, Mystery Science Theater, whatever the fuck we're gonna do, and dr- eat, eat a shit ton of Taco it. Bell, and then drink a bunch of a beer and, and whiskey or whatever, and then uh, talk over Demolition Man. So that's it, it's. Guys, it's literally it's it's recording on my Sling TV DVR. We'll be able to What's do it soon. Fucking better. We've been, We've been talking about that year, one for yeah. a long goddamn time. All right, let's do that it. Might, so if you are not subscribed to the Patreon, this is a this is a really good segue. If you're not subscribed to the Patreon, yeah. we're actually going to record a Patreon podcast tonight that will go up probably uh, tomorrow or, or Thursday, maybe depending on when we get everything uh, edited and all that. But you're going to get super awesome content like David Martin and I uh, talking over demolition man so you can sync so you can record it on your sling tv apps or buy it it's like it's like uh watching uh the wizard of oz with the uh, pink floyd synced up to yeah. it yeah it's the same thing we're basically. just gonna get really drunk and uh also better enjoy it if you're yeah, high exactly yes. same with our i might podcast. get i might get get kind of high for that one too um 
but yeah, so you can also like super awesome content like that, like the content we did uh, earlier where we talked about what thing will we take from each United team or uh, each uh, MLS team. We're doing a, uh, a mean uh, tweets. sweet mean tweets uh, thing tonight that will be up uh, later this week for the Patreons. So if you like that content, if you like this content, you want to support the work that we're doing. We're we're talking. We literally were just to, before we even start recording, talking about buying a, a four uh, a four mixer so that we can do uh, guests better than we're. We do guess. Yeah, rather we than guess, pa- passing around the passing around mics like it's a porno. Yeah, movie. and stuff like that. So, so uh, if you like that stuff, if you want to uh, help yeah. us out, uh, you know, help the uh, the quality of the content to the audio, <clears throat> you should just uh, go to patreon.com slash backslash the Daves I know. Help support the Daves you know. Uh, it's patreon.com backslash the Daves I know. Uh, you can give whatever amount you want. We suggest amounts in ending in sixty nine uh, or four twenty uh, or six six six. Those are all really good numbers. Too. 69 is the one where the people suck on each other's cocks. Yeah. We're talking, we've been talking very briefly about, like, tiers and stuff. We might start trying to do some other stuff. I got a, I got a shit ton of time, so I might be able to do some more content <laughs> you, myself. You so. do, yeah. Just Since some you, solo you know, content. I am, uh, I am uh, definitely uh, underemployed right now. So, so yeah. So, uh, support us. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Daves I know. Um, but, yeah, let's jump into the regular podcast. Yeah, the regular content here. So, yep. um, so I'm thinking about... Um, I'm trying to look back here, and we're now out of the playoffs and thinking about Minnesota's best lineup and what are our offseason needs. I think that certainly after the season, we'll probably have a special episode where we dive really deep on needs. We reflect on the performance of individuals and stuff like that. But now that I think we're freed up, or at least we should be freed up, to kind of play the players that we want, experiment a little bit, see what we've got in there, Yeah, I'll pose the question really bluntly here, and we can just open it up for broader uh, conversation. What the heck is uh, Minnesota United's best lineup right now best lineup best formation um that's a good question i don't i don't think we i don't think anybody it's not obvious this, and this includes the front office anybody knows yeah. um we've played any like variations of a four two three one uh three five two and a four four two uh to varying degrees of success for each of them mm-hmm. more so with the three five two or the four two three one later in the year, like during the um, three five two specifically uh, during the summer. Um, but I mean, I honestly, it's so like we, we tried to play mostly a four four two the entirety of last year, which is what Adrian Heath's uh, preferred formation is. And so the the question is, I guess, that I'll throw it back to you is 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 Adrian Heath in charge of this team next year? Because if, <laughs> if Adrian Heath is in charge of the team next year, then, <laughs> you know. Zero to 60 on this one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I you asked you what our like, best formation is. Back and forth. Hey, guess what? Should he fucking be here? That's a question. Okay. So, yeah, we, we should have a Heath out podcast in the, well, well, in the, the off season. We should. And, and we will. And don't get me wrong. We will. I'm just, I'm just, you know, like, presuming. So, I guess the question I would throw back to you is presuming Heath is, stays here. What do you think? Because I have, I have some thoughts as well. And so. I, so first of all, like in, in ab- abstractly, I don't think that there's a right formation for any given team. You mm-hmm. have to play to the strengths of the people that you have. You have to play to the style of the the coach, etc. Um, now, assuming you get to build from scratch, then you should build toward a vision, right? And the there's lots and lots of criticism to give out there for Heat, the front office, uh, uh, how a lot of signings have turned out. It's all justified. But I think it's incorrect to say that we haven't been building toward a particular vision or style. We've executed it poorly. I don't think we've signed the right players uh, to succeed in it, unfortunately. But I think when you look at the players we've signed, it's clear that 
we've always wanted to play a 4-2-3-1. That has been the vision. And when you look at a signing like uh, Romario Ibarra, that's clearly a guy meant to play on the left wing. He's not somebody they thought was going to play a wing back. He's not somebody they thought was a converted striker who could be flexible and play central midfielder as well. He's clearly a winger. Yeah. You could say the same thing about Franz Panga. To tell me another place he could re- reasonably play. Yeah. Alexi Gomez has no business playing any deeper than he's playing. And, yeah. They, they, clearly, they, they've, they've, they, th- I can go down the signings and you can say, yes, 4 2 three, one, and I see what they try to do. The vision has included having two central midfielders, when you, whether you want to call them sixes or eights. I have started to lean toward calling them eights even when we're playing erstwhile defensive midfielders there. They just want to chew up a lot of ground quickly, get the ball back, and get it upfield very quickly. They're not going to sit on possession. They're not going to dribble around guys. That's what they want on the central midfielders. And they've signed guys that, whether they're good or not, they've they've been going toward that. Yeah. So I I think the vision is there, but the players, by and large, have not been good enough. So if that's the vision, I think it's an acceptable vision. I think that formation may be our best lineup right now, given the talent that we have. We've got a glut of central midfielders who are good at doing what I or not good at. They are. It's clear that their individual strength is more in the direction of chewing up ground, getting a ball back. It, it, we don't have guys in the midfield who are dribbling around, dudes landing a laser pass at 30 yards. None of that's out there. Our wingers are built on speed, not on scoring. Uh, you know, we don't have a, a left wing back if we wanted to play a, a three-five-two. To be honest with you, well, so I, I think it's got to be the four-two-three-one right now, or well, a four-two-two-two, as I like yeah, to think of so it. Yeah. So we so we started off in a four that four-two-three-one or yeah. four-two-two-two, and we sucked at last it. week. Uh, in the game that shall not be mentioned. Um, and then we brought in Alexi Gomez uh, halfway through the game and switched to a 3-5-2. Um, and then brought in players like Ibsen. And not – so I guess the question is, you know, like, if if we really are, you know, gearing up towards the future, towards next year, and we want to play the 4-2-3-1, why are we not playing – I guess maybe this is a rhetorical question, maybe or maybe you know you can you can have some you have shed some insight on this. Um, why are we not playing Olmsberg and Toy in those roles? Like this team, like you can't. And, and you know, I, I we've been on record. I think Chris Wright has been doing a decent job. I did not really enjoy and like his comments from you know a couple weeks ago where he said that he gave them a passing grade uh, for Heath and, and Lagos. Well, let's talk but about literally, that. Why a, a are moment, we, but literally, why are we not like? Why are we not giving? Like, we're not making the playoffs. Like, literally, yeah. everything has to happen for us to make the playoffs. Why are we not giving Olmsberg and Toy and Manley minutes? Like, we're, we're recalling them. We're not even we're not even giving them the USL minutes because we are recalling them from their USL teams to have them sit on the fucking bench and watch uh, this team get a fucking shelling, shredded yeah. uh, left and right. It, it doesn't. I, I don't. I, I don't I don't have words. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I mean so yeah, that was that eventually devolved into certainly a rhetorical question. Yeah. yeah. So uh I, I don't I don't have a good excuse for that. I you know, um I can make the argument that even if obviously it's time so so first of all, we we go into Philadelphia still with a theoretical opportunity to make the playoffs. And although in reality that wasn't gonna happen, if you're a coach, if you're actually on the team, you don't actually run your team like, eh, it's fuck it, it's over. Nah, I mean it's not over, but it's over. You know, you don't you give yourself the best chance to win. Now, when we go behind quickly, you can make defensive subs because the defense sucks, because you mentioned a whole bunch of defensive players who should be getting time, but 
putting in a defensive sub, you know, putting in Omsberg, for instance, is not going to give you attacking prowess going forward to turn the scoreline around. So I think we'd be giving him a different criticism if you put in a defender when you're down by four goals, you know, um, even though it was a, t it was a chance no, for them to get I time. I would be saying that's fucking amazing. That Good job on you for, like, literally doing something to actually improve the youth on this I, team. If So if you said that, I would give you props because I think that's a good way to look at it. But do you really think the unwashed masses would look at him putting a defender in down four to nothing and just give unanimous praise? Well, no, but I'm, I'm still saying you should have that fucker should have been starting from the get go. This team has been out of the playoffs since August. Like legitimately, again, realistically, if you're Heath, you can't play like you're you know, out of the playoffs. And we've, and we've talked about this several times. Like Heath is coaching for his fucking job, and I don't uh, apparently. He apparently did a good job. Yeah. Apparently he's not because yeah. he did a good good enough job. But um, so th I mean that's the reason why he's playing. You know he's bringing he's bringing in fucking Ibsen Ibsen who is y older than you are. Um, he's slightly younger than I am. <laughs> Hard to accomplish. Older, but older, yeah, yeah, it's true. He's yeah, older than you are. Uh, at the end of a of a four to one match. Yeah, I do what I don't know yeah. to to solidify I, the midfield. I can give a watered down excuse for not bringing on some of the young guns. And for example, in defense, I can give you half baked reasons to not do that in the middle of a shelling. I can't give you a good reason why, of all the players, if you need an offensive spark, you bring in Ibsen. Um, I don't know. I don't have an answer. No, no answer. So I mean, I guess. But, the, so the, the the question that we're trying to talk about right now is, is like, what is this team's best? You know, I guess like taking a step back. Like, so we have to think about this team as as we're working on the assumption that Heath and Lagos are back next year. We have to now, yeah. Right? So, just we both disagree. Is a you know agree that's a terrible terrible idea. We disagree with Chris Wright, right? We're both on the Heath out train. Well, let's talk about the Chris Wright <laughs> comments in a moment because okay. I've got a separate bit I want to say about that. But. So, but but what I would say is is working under that assumption, um, it's clear that. Adrian Heath, until until about halfway through this year, had very limited uh, ability to to change his formation, or want, or you know feeling that he needed to change the formation. He definitely embraced three five two um, about halfway through the year, and and it was it worked kudos, out. Kudos to him for the change. It worked out really well for yeah. us. But yep. but that's Adrian Heath has not has never uh, until this point had never done that. Like he's always played. His way, four two three one, or the, <clears throat> as you say, four two two two. Yeah. Um, so, you know, do we have the players to? I mean, and you know, we we'll talk about the uh, eight to ten really, really, really great players yeah. <laughs> comment. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to do we have the, the do we have the players right now to to play that to a formation the four two three one or three five two? I don't think we have the players to play either of those formations, honestly. Not successfully. I, I, is the question which formation can we play really good in, or is the question which is our best? I don't think. Well, it's those are. To, I don't those think. Are, play, I don't think we can play really good in either of those formations. No, neither do I. And I think the best formation that we can play in um, is a three five two, and that is that's that's damning with praise, like faint praise, because. Yeah. We don't actually have the players to play in that formation either. No, I don't think so. So, um, especially at, you know, so four two 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 is what I would have said based on the players that we have. But you know, having seen uh, the most recent example of that on the field and knowing you know historically what our successes looked like, um, I 
I would love to see it, especially now that it doesn't matter. Part of the context is here, we're, we're essentially talking about what should it look like next year, you know, and what do you build toward if you have to build toward it based on the pieces that you have. But the question that we're not asking directly is, well, we've got three games now where it doesn't fucking matter. And what you really should do is absolutely caution to the wind, throw the dice, all the young guys, test them, wild formations, and just see what might stick as a building block, you know. So I think the answer to what's our best formation long-term, what do we build toward, might be a different answer than what should the next three games look like. Yeah. Next three games should be wild, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, so, uh, but, so I'd like to see another run on the 3-5-2. Let's, let's see if we got a, a left wing back hiding on our team. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say, you know, I guess the, 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 the ultimate question is, does Adrian Heath feel like he has the faith of many? Or and and Chris Wright, like, does he think he's going to be here next year? Because if he does, if he does, um, there's no reason for him not to play Olmsberg Manly Toy as much as he possibly can. Pangop even fucking get a Pangop because, party because, because because he doesn't have to worry. He doesn't have about to worry about his job. Now, immediate results. If he doesn't, if he if he if he has any inkling that he is, you know, that he's possibly getting fired, then there's no way he's going to play those guys. And if that's the case, then then. You know, Doctor McGuire should put him out of his fucking misery well. and shit can him now. I mean, we haven't we haven't really talked about like the so there's been there's several teams that have already shit canned their managers. Um, and uh, the San Jose Earthquakes uh, just Man, hired huge a addition. really good manager yeah. uh, who's going to take over at the end of the year. Yep. Um, you know, Marcos Dos Santos is available, who uh, was a thorn mm-hmm. in Minnesota United side in the NASL days. Is possibly going to it's more than likely going to be available, and Vancouver's going after him and. I mean, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna shit can your manager, then you gotta let him know that he needs to. You need to tell him he needs to fucking play his young kids for the last 270 minutes. They they are on the pitch for 270 minutes. They don't they don't leave the fucking pitch, yeah. period. And you know whatever, fuck it. If Rodriguez doesn't get on onto the pitch or Ibsen or whatever, like you know what you have in those guys. You know what you yeah. have in Rodriguez and Ibsen. Yeah. You don't need to see any more from. Rodriguez or Emerson or whatever. Like, and yes, it would be great if we can win games. But as right a now, fan, it matter, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't really care about winning games. I care about mm-hmm. seeing our, our our players developed and seeing what we have. And you know, again, like this, the assumption that Heath is back and and we're going to be doing that four two three one next year, which is what he wants to do. Yeah. Like seeing what those guys can do in that in that formation, and that means that means not Alexi Gomez coming on at halftime. Right. That means not Ibsen coming out in the 70th minute that means using all of your fucking subs yeah um amongst other things so uh, i we, we should pivot here toward the um the conversation about the a, a couple of comments that were made by chris ryan overall and everybody's listening to this already knows what they are first of all the both intimating that uh heath and lagos had done an acceptable job and then doubling down on it and saying they'd be back in 2019 here's something that i've said in a couple of places now i'll say it here and it actually ties into something that you just said of course he's going to say that. Now, if nothing else, he is an employer of people. His team is not going to play any better in the short term or the long term. They're not going to have any better chemistry in the locker room or faith in each other if he goes out there saying, yeah, these guys fucking blow and they might suck. Now, he could have been a little bit more um, uh, political about it than he was. He doesn't have to make it sound like he hasn't watched any of the games. There's probably some middle ground there, but those people who are like calling for his head and expecting Chris Wright to do the same, that's ridiculous. He's not going to do that to his own employees. Even if secretly he's thinking, no, these guys are fucking gone at the end of the year. He's not going to say that. 
Why the fuck would he? And you just mentioned one thing. If if he, if he feels like his job is on the line, he's going to play it safe. He's going to play for short-term results and not a long-term goal. And if he does that, it's worse for the team in the long term, but you're totally right he's going to do it. So why make Heath feel like his job is like an inch away from from being cut you have to make them all feel supported and like they're going to be around yeah. that's that's your job as a president now when it comes <laughs> down to it hopefully behind the scenes he's giving them the right amount of heat the right amount of pressure i don't know what it looks like i think that Wright put his foot in his mouth the way that he he said these things in public but of course he's not going to come out and say fuck them yeah well one thing i said before i was talking other people i don't think i said on the podcast uh was right before this this last sort of stretch <clears throat> two home games you know, two away game. You know, away game, two home games, and an away game. Yeah. I was like, we're gonna get like twelve points here, thirteen points, and that's gonna be It'll the be enough uh, to keep him. That's gonna be like the, the the motivation that you know he uh, the right and, and McGuire have to say, yeah, the we're three year keep plans him. finally um, coming too. And they got, and of course they went out and got six points right fucking away. And I was just yeah. like, oh my, you'll be fucking kidding me. Um, and then that that was actually like, obviously, then as soon as as soon as I was like telling that to people, like. Then Wright came out and said those things to Meg Ryan at uh, Star Tribune and then repeat him to Stam Station at, uh, at MLS.com MLS, yeah. or whatever. So, you know, it's I, I understand. And, you know, a lot of times the, the approval is the kiss of death uh, for managers. Like you get the the, the full the support, full support. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, then two weeks later, you're you're uh, you're fired. I don't think that's I don't feel that same way. Just based on what I know about this like Minnesota front office and how they operate and the owner. Like yeah. I just, I think a, 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 a passing grade is literally a passing grade and they're going to get a chance to keep doing this shit again next year. And it, it, it really, it really frustrates me a lot. Yeah. So, yep. And I, I, I do wish, I do wish Chris Wright had been a little bit more politic about the comments he made. Obviously it's, it's ugly stuff right now. Um, but one thing that I'll throw out, and I, this is something that, I mean, people talk about it, but I mean, really think about this. We're a bad team, right? Easy to say. Do you know how many teams in the Western Conference have more home wins than us this year? Like three? Zero. Home wins? Uh, home wins. We have as many home wins as any other team in the entire West. That's No cool. team is as poor as we are on the road. So <laughs> what my, my point is this. That pro- so clearly there is some talent here. I think that the sky is falling thing is a little bit extreme because it's clear that when you watch us at home, we are dynamic, we're fun, we win as much as anybody. What the fuck is happening on the road? That can come down to coaching, preparation, all kinds of uh, intangibles coaching. and stuff like that. I started with coaching. You no, know, need to preparation is also coaching. Preparation is a form of coaching, um, certainly. You and know so, what? You so my, I just so, sorry. To cap it off. My point. My point is this. We may be closer than most people give us credit for. We are not as close as someone like uh, Chris Wright has suggested. Of course, yeah. his, his job is to sell tickets, and you don't sell tickets by saying, yeah, we fucking suck. Of course. But anyway, we're not as close as he says, but I think we're closer than probably the unwashed masses. I don't I – do, I, I dis, I, honestly, I disagree with that because we play on a – we play on the worst turf in MLS uh, where teams don't bring their best players – um, I mean, that's, a, that's was, a good point. There that's was a, point. there was a tweet uh, from I think it was Adam Jarvie who put it like he just listed all so, the, all the players who did not yeah. who did not even travel with their teams yeah. when they came to play us, and then there's the, all the teams that all the players that traveled but you know didn't start and they yeah. came in like in like the half at halftime or the, you know with 27 minutes I'll, left or whatever. I'll buy and that. Then, I'll, I'll take so, it back. So we have a we have a we have a, a and number one, I mean, it, you know, the turf thing is is all, another thing too. Is like it probably hurts our players too in that. 
we're playing on that turf all the time. True, but the familiarity the with familiarity it benefits of, of the us turf um, because nobody comes in being used to that and shit. We're j- and we've been a shit-ass team for a year and a half. So yeah. like, I'll, why I'll, are, I'll walk back. Why, are, yeah. like, why, would, why would New York City FC bring, unless, unless they really need, and, this, this, and we'll see what happens next year because next year will be, is, will be a different story. We'll have the grass. So it should be a, a much better playing surface for for every team coming to coming so to. So then we'll really Minnesota. get our asses kicked. So yeah, that, I mean that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like we have this we have this this oh home God. advantage, and yeah. and to be fair, like I'm not saying that we don't have a home advantage because I think the uh, supporter section, the Wonderwall, the Dark Clouds, T and E, the supporters groups are fucking amazing. I think, and and they're they're making that they're making TCF loud. It's hard TCF to do. Is, is re- it's really hard to do because I've <laughs> I have friends who are uh, who are um, Minnesota United supporters and also. Uh, Golden Gopher season ticket holders, and they're like, it's way louder with you guys there and twenty thousand people than it is with like the forty thousand people that show up for Gopher Golden Gopher yep. football games. Yeah, like it's 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 like it's way louder, and we have no idea why it's way louder because all the sound goes up, and that's because yep. that's the the stuff that we generate. And when we have the roof, we're able to keep that sound in. So yeah. I I don't so don't I, I'm not trying we to don't say lose like, it entirely. We're not gonna we're, we're not gonna lose. Uh, home field advantage, but I think the home field advantage right now that people that the team talks about, and, and this is this is goes back to the whole thing is I think this team just uh, overestimates uh, and also underestimates at the same time. They overestimate how like how much the home advantage is because of them, and right. because they're in, not in, they're in not truth actually it's circumstantial. Doing, they're not doing anything like the supporters are doing the stuff. Like they're not actually putting out a good product in the field that the supporters can get behind. Sure, it's that it's just that we're really fucking supportive of this team and so therefore we show up and we support this team now you keep doing what you're doing for you know the next two years and then look you, you can see like you've seen it in chicago uh, other you know other supporter section uh, other supporters like like there's you know they have they go from like three thousand people to like 500 people and yep. you know we can do that it could happen pretty quickly if they don't if they're not smart about how they're doing things and the way that Chris Bright is talking to the supporters is really patronizing. Yeah, um, that's a good word for it. And it's really, uh, it's really digressive of, of what we're trying to do in terms of like building support for this for this team. I keep telling, <clears throat> sorry, I'll, I'll I'll stop after this. But like, I have friends who are I have a bunch of friends who don't sit in our section, who um, who sit in other parts of the of the stadium, and they're like, you know, we we hear some of the we hear some of the chants, and we're really excited, and we hear some of the people like. In our section, singing some of the other chants, but we we can't hear all the chants because we can't understand all the words. Yeah. I was like, that's because of TCF. I was like, just wait. I was like, just wait till you get to to Allianz when we're underneath the 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 roof. Yep. Everything you'll be able to hear every single fucking word that's said there. Like you'll it's be, gonna be you will know all yeah. the chants. Like I was like, it's good. It's if you go down, if you ever been down to uh, Children's Mercy Park in Kansas City, the South Stand sits opposite the Cauldron. So the South Stand. The cauldron's on the north side. Cauldron is where, like, basically would be the the wonder wall or whatever. And they do chants back and forth across, literally across the pitch. Because you can back and forth across to each other. We're gonna be able to do that at T- at Allianz. We can't That's do it cool. at at uh, TCF. Um, Only a few short months. Yeah, but for what? Maybe a year or two if this team keeps uh, playing the way they're right. playing. And, the, and then the the luster wears off, and and so do the fans. Yeah, some of them. So. So let's let's move on. I think we've we've <laughs> dwelt on that point. Um, so uh, we don't have any United news specifically to cover here. Uh, did you want to touch base on the road woes? Oh, I just want to say. A couple of numbers. <clears throat> so, uh, we've got we've won five points on the road <laughs> this year. Five points. 
yeah, yes, five, five points. I was going to say 31 four, yes, points at home, five. five points on the road. Um, this is just a, a really, really shitty team. And um, it was highlighted, actually, pretty much very amazingly by, uh, I think, I can't remember who, I think it was, uh, might have been in Jeff Reuter's uh, uh, post, um, you know, it was after the Portland win on September 22nd. Uh, Heath was asked if he had identified what the team was missing on the road, and he said, this is literally your passing grade. Well, if you come up with that answer, let me know. If I come up with the answer, I better get a goddamn job. Anyways, so. Yeah, so. Road woes continue, five points. Uh, no you, team is worse on the road in MLS. You talk, You talked about it, man. It, I just, I, it's. It's not. It's all coaching. The team plays just amazingly at home, and of course, there's obviously a lot of the, the circumstances and stuff. But like, there's got to be something with coaching that just they they're not able to do it on the road or get get going on the road. So, anyways, I'm sorry. No, I don't. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> Moving along, we, we got to pivot, and, and this is going to shock people. We're going to pivot toward the the game that's going to be coming up here against Colorado Rapids. Now, having said everything that we just said. I will oh say there's, God. there's not a lot of situations where we can say, man, Minnesota United should totally have this one locked down, but somehow this whole match against Colorado ranks among them. Even after that shellac oh my we God. just took, we're They're looking so at bad. this and saying, we better win this one, the and cr- really we should win big. The Crapids are so bad. Let me let me put down a few informations for you. Um, first of all, Colorado, seven straight L's for them. Um, Minnesota are good at home for, you know, good and bad reasons that we've noted. Colorado have 12 fewer points overall than Minnesota, which is a pretty low bar in of itself. Uh, they have a .77 points per game and a goal differential. This is the one that fucking kills me. Colorado has a point, a goal differential of nearly twice as bad as Minnesota. An eye-popping, league-worst, negative 30. Yikes. That is profound. Usually in MLS, that means somehow that you're in the playoffs, but here they're just they're just regular bad. So um, they are they're not just bad; they are profound. Yeah, uh, they're 7 one in their last eight. Uh, Twenty-two goals allowed, one goal for. In, in the last eight, twenty-two yeah, allowed, have, one for. They have one tie, and that was the, the goal they scored. Yeah, they're o seven one. Twenty-two goals allowed, one goal for in their last eight. Again, it's not just bad; it is profound. It's ridiculous. You know, we're, bad. we're we have all these uh, existential angsts and stuff over on our side. Imagine being a Colorado fan right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I really can't. And we, and we don't have some artificial milestone to pass, like going to Allianz. They don't have that in front of them. Yeah, they just have just feel, a fucking wide really, open highway. I feel really bad for uh, my friends down in Colorado because they're it's they're good. Like the supporters out there are good people, but again, it's the same thing. It's like. They're dwindling in numbers because it's like, why would I show up I every coming, yeah. Saturday and support this shitty fucking team? Yep. And they had that that amazing run two years ago uh, <laughs> where they played how, out how of their mind. How amazing is that looking in hindsight now? <laughs> yeah. So watching the last two years unfold. Yeah. They almost won the sh- a game away from winning the yeah. Shield three years ago with the same style. Um, yeah. So there's a a, a, fun, a fun stat rolling around that um, that. LAFC is possibly going to uh, beat uh, Colorado in the MLS combined table from 2017 to 2018. So that's this is a thing that um, they're going to be uh, uh, 
I that, see you're looking up some yeah. statistics right so now on your so computing this is a device. This is a thing that um, is going to de uh, determine the, the uh, like other uh, CONCACAF Champions League spot because Toronto FC won MLS Cup. They also won the Canadian gets it. Fucking anti-Semite Holocaust yeah. in there over here. So, so anyways, so the, 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 the last spot, the fourth spot for uh, CONCACAF is going or for North America, for the the MLS is going to the combined table from 2017 to 2018, and there's a, a table running around um, that you know Atlanta United or Red or New York Rebels is going to get it, whichever one uh, wins the Spar Shield, no. and then probably the other one was going to get the other spot. But uh, LAFC is going to get is going to be better than Colorado. On the 2017-18, even though they've only played one year, that's how bad uh, yes. Colorado no, is. Like, I understand. Your LAFC point. is going to is going to beat Colorado in the combined table, With having only, one only year played one belt. year versus two. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, it's not not that good is, at all. And that is a fun stat. You're so. right. So when are they going to lap us? They they can't. We, yes, we've played enough. <laughs> we're we're gonna. I think Colorado is the only team that they can actually like. <laughs> they, they can they can pass. Fuck so. you. All right. Uh, so, anyways, uh, let's. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a harder question. This is a harder question than figuring out what exactly is going on with Minnesota's road form. And the question is, who's good on Colorado? Um, can't say nobody. Can I try to say something? This um, this podcast is going to be way better if you say something instead of nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, I mean, there's nobody that. I'll give you a handful of names with caveats. Good. Sure. Go, why don't you uh, start? So D Dominic Baji leads the team was, with seven goals. I was going to say Baji. Seven's leading. not a tall order for a whole season yeah. at this point, but um, he, he he's leading it. And that's and th this, again, damning with faint praise. He has seven goals, but that is more than twice the next closest player. The next closest player, there are three guys tied with three goals. That's second place on the team. So Giles Barnes has had a bad year, but he's a guy that, you know, you would have come into the season saying to watch out for Edgar Castillo. Uh, is is the team leader in assists with five, which is also not very many. But he's also a defender, playing out on the left back. Yeah. So that I mean, that says a lot about the team too. Shkelzin Gashi yeah. was going to be the guy at midfield forward kind of dude. He's the DP who was supposed to be their big catalyst creatively. So I guess theoretically, watch out for him. But clearly, yeah, that Gashi is probably the only one. Um, I but mean, again, what, what's happened this year that would make you be afraid no, of that? Um, I guess you know they. It's always fine when Tim Howard comes to town. You know. It's men's, fun, but men's U.S. men's national team legend. What, what about uh, you know? What about what? What are they on? 60, 63 goals or something, something like, like that. that yeah. What about sixty-three goals allowed? It says that yeah. Howard is a force to be. Yeah, right I don't know why know. they don't have the big mathlete. Uh, yeah, at this keeping. point, because because <laughs> you're paying DP at money point, for a goalkeeper, yeah. and yeah. people pay to see him, so you yeah. might as well put him out there. Yeah. Kellen Acosta is playing in the central midfield, but um, you know that even as Colorado got him in the middle of this year, twenty eighteen. It was already a sort of like, man, when is Kellen Acosta going to finally become Kellen Acosta, you know? And he never has and continues to not. So, I mean, that he's not really a guy I'm scared of. Uh, maybe the best player yeah, I was, I was say, was Axel Schoberg. Yeah. Uh, center back. I Didn't he said score he against was, us earlier this year? I can't remember, to be yeah. honest with you. Now, he's a guy I would have been afraid of coming into the season maybe um, as, a, as a defender. But, I mean, look, again, look, 63 goals or whatever it is, they're all culpable. So even Axel Schoberg, I've lost my opinion of that dude over time. Yeah. So, wow, that was a, that was quite a stirring. Who's good? 
It's mostly just us saying guys who should have been good, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, it's you could say the same about Minnesota if you were if we were the Colorado podcast. Right. This, Who's be, good? Well, you got to be like Darwin Quintero and yeah. then you got a bunch of other that. stiffs. Yeah. So They got a DP and Angelo Rodriguez. Yeah. Who's got three goals? Two goals? Three goals. Three goals. Huh? Two. That, that's that good enough two, for second two, place in Colorado. <laughs> two that he earned. Two that he earned. Yeah, right. <laughs> so let's ask an easier question. Who sucks? Uh, man. Other well, than just the names I just yeah, said. Yeah, say everybody. Those play into it. Their defense is is, is uh, particularly bad. Oh, um, I've actually got the goals allowed here. Okay. i got the numbers here from All right, why don't you some read, research read, I did. So read that out. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take this broader than just Colorado. So Colorado's defense is not good. But I tweeted out earlier today a bit of very light research that I'd done. Minnesota allowed 70 goals last year. It was the worst defensive performance across a game, uh, a season that any team had ever done in MLS. This year, everyone is vying to be the new t- new contender, the, the new title holder for worst defense ever. Here's how it looks right now. San Jose, worst in the league right now at 69 goals allowed, so they're only one off of the tie for the record. They've still got two games to play. Orlando, they're one fewer. They've got 68 goals allowed, but still four games to play. They have to be favorites for the Golden Sieve Award. Minnesota is in third place in goals allowed uh, and still have three to play. They have 63 goals allowed. So we can still do it. We could we we could still we best could last year. Colorado, whom we've been talking about, 62 goals allowed with three to play. Still very much in contention for a slice of that worst ever pie. And then Vancouver and, good Lord, best MLS team of all time <laughs> last year, Toronto. <laughs> 60 goals allowed with three to play for both of them. So all, what is that, six teams? All six of those teams are within striking range of that bit of uh, ignominious history. So, ignominious history, excuse me. So, yeah. um, not good. Colorado, what, does that say not in good shape. More about... I was thinking about that when, you, when you, I saw that tweet. I was like, well, is that is that because defenses are so bad or is it just because we have... The MLS has allowed people to spend more money on the TAM, which people only spend on attacking players. They don't actually spend on defenders. Do, yeah. Like, is it, is it just, is it just that which is weird because you can get a hell of a defender for TAM money. Yeah. Is Way just, better than you is can it just that we're, Is it just that we're spending more money on goal scorers? And therefore, like, so this, this means, this leads me to another, like, going back to our, our original conversations, like, we have a shit ton of TAM and GAM. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we spend that money on fucking defenders? Because clearly we are one side, of the yeah. worst defending teams ever in the yeah. history of MLS. Going on two, two years, years running, yeah. um, I don't know. So I, I I agree with you on that on spending the TAM here defensively. Um, one thing one thing that I'll say, and I, this is un, I haven't researched this theory like thoroughly, but first of all, the fact that there are so many teams that are so poor this year is partly an aberration. I think I don't think that there are always this many teams that are that poor. So you know, talk to me next year. The other half of it is that I think that there are some teams that, especially offensively, are so good that. Uh, the kind of talent that is getting brought in at the top, you know, from South America, for instance, what what they're doing down in Atlanta, what they're doing in LAFC, uh, some of these offenses uh, are so stacked and so good that they're creating a bigger um, divergence in in that that category at least. Um, and so, until defensive signings start to become uh, on par with that, I think you're going to sure. see that continue to widen on average. Um, because again, yeah, they're signing the big offensive players, the big sexy players. They're not spending that TAM, GAM, and DP slots and defenders. Once that opens up, I think you're going to see it go back to something a little bit more equitable. But it's going to drive a wedge in the short term. Anyway, oh. we spent a lot of time talking yeah. about a lot of bad teams. That yeah, no, that makes over. sense. Um, all right, yeah. T- so talking about some like other players, Dylan Serna has been 
particularly uh, awful for Colorado. What would you call his position? Even uh, he, I think he's technically a midfielder. Is, well, he's a midfielder. I mean, is is would the, you call him a? I guess a six. I don't. Yeah. Maybe a six or an eight, but so if if you like research, for instance, what was their formation last week? You'll find something really, really weird. It was a four-three-one-two, a a four-one-three-two. Excuse me. Okay. So, yeah. So they they played with uh with Serna as a, a a defensive midfielder, and then three central midfielders on top of him. I'm not calling them wingers. That's not what was happening with any of those guys. And then they're two shitty strikers. So are they playing narrow? So, yes, in part, yeah. So they were playing probably more narrow than they, they might have otherwise done, which could be a defensive move. They're trying to enable themselves to bunker in. But it's weird that you have these ball-winning, or at least intended to be kind of ball-winner um, central midfielders playing on top of then a defensive midfield. I mean, we know they play defensively. We know that they want yeah. to bunker and counter, even though they're terrible. Oh, at yeah, it. of course. But you have you basically have no way to connect the back to the front. It's a really weird formation. There's nobody in an attacking role within the midfield. Then, yeah. anyways, that is, it looks cooler <laughs> than it is to hear us talk. Sure, about it. sure. But um, yeah, so so players. You said Cerna sucks. Yeah. Who el- who else is a specific player we can call on that sucks? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Kellen Koss has also been. We talked about. He's been pretty particularly drab. Uh, two, two goals, two assists, and yeah. ten, ten starts. Yeah, he's, yeah. Point two one goals per ninety. Not great. So, yeah. uh, I mean. You could say the pretty much the entire fucking roster, honestly. J- so. Jack Price is a guy who stands out to me. He was acquired with Tam. He's not quite a DP dude, um, but he's managed one goal and four assists in 29 starts. So it's not like he's not getting time. Uh, if you're if you're a Tam dude, you get more than one goal. That's that's the rule. Uh, Johan Blomberg. He's put in 23 appearances in midfield, no goals and three assists to show for it. So not good there. It's harder to quantify specific defensive performances in terms of good or bad because they don't. There are fewer stats that say you did bad. You know, there should have a stat that says critical fuck-ups. Yeah. You know, it's a subjective stat, but somebody watching it says that meets the subjective definition of critical fuck-up. Yeah. And Calvo would have a bunch of those, for instance. But anyways, the, the defense as it is right now, Axel Schoberg in, in the center in the center back position, Tommy Smith in center back position, both those guys have been poor. Edgar Castillo on the left side, um, again, part of a poor defense, but he's got he leads the team in assists. I don't even know what is happening there. Yeah. Marlon Hairston, I expected a lot more from on the right back, but he's been colossally poor on this defense. I'm going to throw in there also Sam Nicholson has not been – I mean, you think about what we traded for. for, and, and I don't think anybody won that trade, honestly. What's you know At this point, at yeah. At this point, nobody won that trade. Yeah. It felt but good to us. It did. It did. It felt it felt great. But and ultimately, uh, like, you know, Sam Nicholson has not been great either. So, you know, everybody pining for Sam Nicholson and, and all his – all his fantastic uh, abilities that we never saw. He saw the one yeah. uh, one goal in Minnesota. He's got two goals. Uh, he's got yeah. two assists. Um, Probably what he would have. If yeah, he playing for but us, he's yeah, know. like <laughs> it's like point one two goals per ninety minutes. Like the guy's not, he's not contributing regularly and or yeah. efficiently for either Colorado nor was he for Minnesota. Either, yeah. So exactly, that's my opinion. So I mean, all of these poor players transition to the question we always ask: How do you play them? Um, you have to say play our game. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's at home against this caliber of team. You play on the front foot. Um, I say that four-two-two-two. Even though, again, we we, we really <sighs> yeah. I up mean, against the only way I think it shouldn't be a four-two-two-two-two-two-two-two at home is if it's because he's choosing to play players out of position for experiment or play players he wouldn't usually play. 
then I say go hog wild. Whatever formation you want, you get those guys out there, get them minutes, and find out what you've got. Well, as, I mean, as I said, like if if like Olmsberg and Manley and Toy are not in the starting lineup, we should just fucking burn TCF to the ground. Um, <laughs> that's not going to happen. So we should definitely just burn TCF would, to the ground. It would burn quickly with yeah. that turf. I don't know if you've ever walked um, in that shit. I, yes, I yes I have. Uh, I mean, they won't do that. They'll they'll you know he will play the four two three one um, presumably. And presumably will not give Alexi Gomez another another fucking start, or uh, a sub appearance at forty five minutes. Um, but yeah, we should play our game. This is like one of the this is like one of the only teams in MLS that we can actually like dictate how we play yeah. versus how we've well, talked especially about. Especially at home, yeah. Especially at home, yeah. we can di- we dictate how we play, uh, and then just you know, God willing, uh, our center backs of Boxo and Coleman. Um, I mean, you know, we didn't talk about. Really talked about too much about Cabo as a as a left uh, left back, and you know I think that's his best position in in Minnesota and, and MLS. And um, now that Boxall and Coleman are not the best center backs, but they're serviceable. They're definitely serviceable against a team like fucking Colorado. Yeah, yeah, they they should face limited pressure. I would think. Yeah. Um, God, on paper, this is such a bad game. <laughs> the, the, this terrible, this man. should be the one to put on your calendar. If you know what that means because this is MLS and stuff, it's going to be absolutely thrilling. It means that it's going to be a 5-4 to four barn burner, two of the shittiest defenses historically, yeah. going up against each other, yeah. fast turf, <laughs> both of them out of the playoffs and just throwing darts to see with a blindfold to see what sticks. It actually could be a really entertaining or game. Or it's going to be the worst game ever. It could it's be that, be a 0-0 yeah. draw or something. That's fair. I didn't think about that. I don't think yeah. so. I think, I think Minnesota United wins. If they don't win this game, again – Going back to my my analogy, if you don't win this game five to one, we should just fucking burn. Like we should just fucking tear up the seats, fucking burn TCF to the ground. There's other teams that continue to play this. I don't. You know what? Fuck those teams. You know, <laughs> those other teams are not very good either. So that's that's true. Yeah. yeah. So if we don't win this game five to one, feel bad for TCF. TCF is a fine sports facility. It is. As far as sports facilities go, it doesn't deserve the dirty, dirty things being put inside of it. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you who do you, who do you think is gonna win? Two to one, Minnesota. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh. You're gonna give a call? What do you got? I said five to you one. That is the call. Five yeah. to one or I burn it to the fucking ground? Oh no no no! Yo, we five to one five or burn to the fucking ground? That is literally a call. Okay, <laughs> that would that would do a lot to put some salve on a certain five to one yeah. loss we saw this last week. Um, so let's g- get away from that. Colorado, we're gonna win by uh, four goals. You heard it here first. Um, let's let's wrap it up the way that we do. So, um, Pixar didn't happen. All right. So last week, uh, Montreal. Beat Columbus three nothing. Uh, neither of us predicted that one. I had a Columbus victory. I think you had a draw. Uh, Atlanta, we did actually pretty good this week, by the way, man. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta United are fucking easy to call. Yeah, exactly. Point. Atlanta United beat New England two to one. We both had that one. Uh, Vancouver two to one in Toronto, knocking Toronto out of the playoffs. Neither of us predicted that one. Philly five, Minnesota one. Sadly, we both predicted that one. Uh, FC Dallas two, Orlando City zero. That was easy. Uh, Sporting Kansas City one, LA that Galaxy one. Yeah, that was easy. <laughs> we got it. Yeah, yeah, we got that one. Uh, we did not get Sporting Kansas City versus LA Galaxy. Um, uh, Rapids lost three to nothing to LAFC. We Believe both, it or not, we called that. Yeah, we predicted that one. Yeah. Uh, you weirdly predicted the Portland going into RSL and beating them four to one. Good job on you, buddy. Duh. Uh, Bread Bowls beat San Jose three to one on the road. We both picked that one correctly. They're so good. Yeah, they're they're very good. I think they might pip uh, Atlanta United for the uh, Sporter Shield. So you think uh, so? I think so. I think they got a shot. I uh, hope so. DC United beat Chicago two to one at home. Hunting we have down that playoff that spot. And then the Monday night game, weird. Uh, Sounders four, Houston Dynamo one. We both had that one 
easily, easily. So you know the uh, American Association of Baseball, the uh, the Saints play. It's an independent yeah. league, right? Uh, another team uh, from Chicago, the team out of Chicago. There, do you know what they're yeah. called? They're the, do- the Chicago do- Dogs. Chicago Dogs. Yeah. Their fucking logo is literally a hot dog. Yeah. Sorry, you I said you yeah. said Chicago, and that was all I thought. Sorry. It was a fucking hot dog. Fair enough. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> so this week uh, we had a short week, uh, international break week. Uh, LAFC hosts. Which means we're playing. Yeah, which means we're playing. Of course. Uh, LAFC uh, hosting Houston Dynamo. I have LAFC winning. Uh, let's call that three to one. <laughs> I got three to nothing. All Sorry, right. Houston. Houston's been. We talk about Houston's home form and stuff. That, that, that whole myth is gone now. Houston's bad. Yeah. Worse than us. Bad. Uh, but U.S. Open Cup winners, and they are going to be playing in CONCACAF Champions League next spring. Oh, CONCACAF. <laughs> uh, MNUFC obviously hosts Colorado. I got five to one. Two you to had one. Uh, two to one. Uh, DC United hosts FC Dallas. I have I have a draw. I think it's a, like a 1-1 or 0-0 draw. I have a 1-1 draw. I, and, and I also believe that DC United will not make the playoffs. Eh, interesting. Despite right. their best efforts. Uh, Revolution hosts uh, Orlando City. Orlando City is really, really bad, especially on the road. Worse than us. I got something far. like 3-1 to one on the I've got 0-0. Zero, zero. Re- Revolution. You really? The Revolution will not be televised. That's. They may be, but... All right, we got questions. <laughs> Moving on. Anybody yes, we fucking do. Dare to ask yeah. Us so at uh, Peter Sparks three asked. Uh, now he said uh, K N O W. So now that we are out of the playoffs, well, Heath, play the kids. Uh, also, what hobbies do you guys suggest after we end the season? I think we, we answered that about one. the first one yeah. with Willie play the kids. Probably not. He, fu- he fucking better. Probably he not. Should, Especially because I think that wins in the short term adds security to his job. So I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. So we've covered that. I'll, st- I'll I'll let you go first. What what hobbies do you suggest for the off season? Um, I mean whatever. Or maybe forever. Maybe he doesn't want to follow this team yeah, anymore. No, he's looking for a new thing. I guess whatever whatever floats your boat, man. Um, I uh, I I play ultimate frisbee, so I do that. Lame. And, okay, and, whatever. And, uh, in the off season and stuff. Uh, Somebody just sent you a, I, a I Twitter that. message. Just, Might be I, a question. I'm, I'm on it. I'm sorry. I'm okay, I'm sorry. So <laughs> um, I don't know. I like I like this. I this, I have a record uh, record room, so I. Uh, I buy vinyl records. And I listen to records. Not and, when you have that kid, you don't. Yeah. Well, I, until the kid moves down to that room, yes, I do. <laughs> um, I drink whiskey. That's a that's a fun hobby. <laughs> it is a fun uh, hobby, absolutely. Yeah. So and then if, yeah, eventually I'm gonna have a kid. So then I'll, I'll be you know whatever it will the be kids' its own hobbies kind of are. Hobby. Yeah. yeah so. Exactly. What about you? Do you, do you have people, any always, people always ask me what my fucking hobbies are, and I'm like, oh, you know, we went to Pretty Pretty Princess this fucking weekend. Yeah. So, uh, no, my hobby, uh, I, I have a bunch. I have so many. You like to woodwork, don't you? I was going to say that one, yeah. yeah. So so I do woodworking. Um, I, I'll, I'll give the caveat here first that if you're going to do woodworking in a more in a modern, conventional sense, it's an expensive thing to jump into from scratch. Uh, it's something that you're better off doing simple things and kind of accumulating tools over time. But um, I would recommend woodworking to anybody on this earth. It's... Um, it's something. First of all, when you make something, it is it's, it's sustainable. It's not a bunch of plastics. Worst thing that happens is it goes back to you know from whence it came into this earth. And I think that there's something wholesome about that. Um, you get to make a thing. At the end of it, there's an outcome. It's it's less like so many hobbies, whether it's video gaming or blogging or fucking chess. You don't have a thing at the end of it. But when you when you do woodworking, you have something that is either beautiful or usable or practical or all these. I think that's really cool. One thing that I like about woodworking is that you don't have to be like a scientist or an artist to figure it out. Like, I could practice the rest of my life to be a really good uh, drawer, a drawer of drawings, and I would eventually be better at it than I am now. But I'd still suck at it, and that might be fun for me. And that's what. But you know, I, I'm never. I, I can only be so good at it. Sure. Woodworking, as long as you know how to use the tools. 
you can do anything with it because cool. it's really a very I, you look like you want to move on to the next thing no it's, man it's a very straightforward thing it doesn't take an artist to know to cut at a fucking 90 degree angle at 18 inches you can do that but you, once you my grandpa my grandpa was a woodworker he he taught me a lot of shit and like I don't have his his uh, his tools but he sure. had like all the tools and shit like that was his yeah. thing like he he did all the shit so like I, I really I, I appreciate it like I wish yeah. I wish I had the, the time and the space to to do that it, that it does take stuff, time so. and space yeah. and, you, and you know my garage yeah You've your garage, my garage is fucking huge <laughs> yeah, it helps so I've got like a whole wood shop out yeah. there but it, it doesn't take an artist to make an 18 inch cut no. it doesn't take an artist to screw some shit together it's not hard but no. once you've done it you can make something beautiful and you look like a professional yeah and it, lastly I know it's so, I'm taking so long but I'm passionate Fine. about it um, it's a chance to get away from all the detritus of this life it's just you and some music and one simple task that's in front of you at a time and all of the million things and the politics of life and your job and your kids it all just kind of melts away for a little while and it's just one physical task in front of you and it's 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 like going to church it's cool i'm also an amateur dj so there's that's my <laughs> You fucking undermine my. <laughs> All right, okay. uh, Jake 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 Chalkraft asked uh, uh, at Chalk Chalkery C H A L C R W I. I think it's Chalker, uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, he's a he's a very good uh, Dark Cloud uh, guy. He's a very good Dark Cloud. Um, if the days were in bands together or separate, what would the bands be called and what would their hit songs be? So, do we still have the bar menu? I don't think. Can I get a menu? <laughs> um, Thank you. So, so I was in a band uh, for a very short period of time. I was in a uh, Man of War cover band. Uh, if you, <laughs> yeah, I remember if, you telling if me that. You, uh, if you've never seen or heard of Man of War, um, you definitely should look up Man of War. And then uh, the, the name of the it's, cover it's band. It's M-A-N-O. Yeah, Man O War. War. Yeah. Yes. It's like, uh, yeah. Um, it, was a, it was called Mandicore. And uh, it was, we played, one, we played one, one set at the Turf Club. Uh, I was greased up in leather, and I just it's the only way you could fit screamed in. into a microphone as I am wont to do. Uh, so that was my that was my one foray into a, a band. Would we, how like, if we were in a band together, what would that, uh, what would that band be like? I don't, I don't. What would it be like? I think it would be more like a like a like a um, dance rock. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was kind of thinking that. I was kind of thinking like a. Um, oh man, I was just I was just watching Flight of the Concords. We would be a, city oh, pressure. Or we'd be a, oh, so you want to be a uh, they call they call it um, they call it digi folk. <laughs> yes, digi folk. <laughs> so would we be a parody band or would we just we'd play we'd, it straight? I think but we'd, we'd be, be a parody band. Okay, so I, I've I've asked for the I've asked for the um, tap list here at the bar, and I'm now going to use this tap list to come up with names for our band. Are you ready? Okay. Modus Supra Deluxe with oh. their hit song. War pigs, foggy geezer. All right, that sounds. That's not too bad. Yeah, no, that definitely sounds like. But that's more in like the in the uh, founders' pri- dirty bastard. Well, the the Moda Super Deluxe sounds more in like the the Ween Primus kind of uh, area well, of, of, of that. So. Dankbot. Can we call ourselves Dankbot? Right, well, that that's pretty want, good. You want to smoke some weed? No, we wanted to. <laughs> no, we wanted to do a sort of digi a digi folk thing, right? Sure. So the bot element works yeah. in with the digital element there, and then, and then the dank be, was with the marijuana. I'm just gonna be really high all the time, and I won't be. I'll be writing yeah. all the tunes and you know working out the business end of things, <laughs> and you'll just be high. That's fair. Uh, all right, sounds good. good. Okay, so. we've done it. <laughs> all right. What uh, other questions? Do and we then have? one last question. We had uh, literally a last second question from uh, our friend uh, uh, Andy uh, Lacribs. Uh, Mags and I are heading to the grocery Mags. store. 
Oh, Mags, in your opinion, what are the leading brand of fish sticks among the TDIKMN faithful, and what is the perfect scotch or ribbon to dip them in? <laughs> are you bored? Find friends, first of all, <laughs> is the thing you need to do. Second of all, look, Mags, are we a thing? Is this happening or not? Okay, Mags, you're coming on strong. Yeah. Um, best fish sticks? Um, there, there's... There's not a correct so answer to that. Gar- how do you pronounce it? Um, we get fish sticks? we get fish. Fuck you. Fish sticks? We get no. We get fish. F- uh, it's fishless. Fish sticks. It's they're um, you know made with uh, you know like plant based kind of thing. Um, it's called like Gardein? Guard E I N. Those aren't the, fish the sticks. Kids, the kids. Yeah, they're not fish. They're imitation fish, sti- fish sticks. But um, so those are those are actually pretty good for what they are. Um, otherwise, I think you got to go with Gordons. Oh, can you tweet him back right now and tell him Gortons? <laughs> so, yeah, he said, uh, Van de Camps or Gortons, and what is the... Okay, so, yeah, so you tell him Gortons, but um, please make a plug for Gardein. I, 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 you can also reply to this. Well, well I'm, so. I'm busy podcasting. Uh, and so what is the perfect scotch or bourbon to dip them in? Well, if you're, dip- if you're dipping fish sticks into scotch, I would say it has to be something smoky. Yeah. Something northern. Um... How about, uh, um, uh, shit, what's the, uh, what's the, uh, um, the brewery that Ron Swan, not the brewery, the, the, the Ron Swanson, the distillery oh. that Ron Swanson ends up, uh, it's not, uh, visiting. Uh, it's not Glenlivet, it's, um, Glenmore? No, no, it's not that. Um, Lagavulin. Lagavulin. Dip it in Lagavulin. Dip, dip it in Lagavulin. Yep. Definitely. So, yeah, so if you can get some Lagavulin. Dip your fish sticks in. And if you if you dip it in there while it's still frozen, you can kind of chill the bourbon without getting any ice in there. Oh, diluting it. I heard a story about that. There's a whiskey that they literally you put in the freezer so that it is like on ice, without being without diluted. Being on ice. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought you might enjoy that. It's I would. It's apparently, yeah. it's a Game of Thrones whiskey. <laughs> well, I'm so. fucking lost interest now. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other questions? <laughs> so that's that's it. So yeah. So get your get your uh, Gordons. Or your Gardein uh, fish dicks and uh, dip it in Lagavulin. Uh, if you need us, I was not ordering a beer. We were coming up with band names. <laughs> Just you can take the menu back. I'm so if you need us, guys, you can email us uh, questions at thedavesknowmn at gmail.com. I have a shit ton of time, so. So you might check that email, email account. me a bunch of questions. <laughs> um, uh, follow us at TDIKMN. You can find Martin at Regular David. You can find me at Texas Zeller. Uh, I think that's it, man. I think we, we, we did it. So. We did enough podcasting. Hey, we are the Daves. You know, this has been the Daves I Know. As you do yours, land here become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Do the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Nah, yo, I can't do nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.